I'll tell you, it's a day to rejoice. It's a day to rejoice because it's a day that the Lord has made for us. And that is, a, that is worthy of rejoicing. And, and um, you know what? It's a, it, today is a day that we're gathered here together. And what a blessing that is. And uh, I just want to say that uh, it's great to gather right here at Beecher Island. An independent, non-denominational, Jesus-loving, Bible-preaching church. That is good. And I tell you, I, I, uh, in class we talked a lot about calling people to come to church with you. And that it be a church that is of God's Word. And that's why I say that Beecher Island is a Bible-preaching church. Because I truly believe that it is. And that if it's not, you all come to me and say, hey, hey, be preaching the Word. And so uh, you hold me accountable to preach God's Word. And, I, and that's why I say we are a Bible-preaching church. But I will tell you, it is good to be here. It's been a wonderful time as I've got to rodeo uh, with my family. I told, told you two weeks ago when I was here that um, what a blessing it was for, for myself to relax, re-energize, uh, and come back to you uh, uh, full of, of excitement and joy to bring God's Word. And that's what's happening. And I was going again last week. We were at the state finals, and, and Alyssa had a great run at the state finals, so it was good. Um, so thank you for that. But man, I'm glad that we are back with our family. And I truly say that you are my family. This is home. And uh, thank you uh, for everything. Thank you for the encouraging words that you gave Alyssa, that you gave uh, my family and myself. Uh, thank you for all of that. But I will tell you, I'm going to have to step up my game. Because every time I leave, you guys have, a, you know, somebody that steps up here and fills in. And, and, and the last guy, he just kind of knocked it out of the park. And so now i got to step it up. So, Tucker, thank you for, for uh, bringing God's Word in such an amazing way. Absolutely all Him, right? Just doing His work. And uh, um, you did an awesome job, so thank you for that. We're going to continue on in our journey of the Gospel of John. The Gospel of John, chapter 5. Um, Today we're gonna we're, we're gonna go over verses uh, 31 through 47, and I will tell you that we're gonna wrap it up today. But in that uh, we've we've camped here for a while, and I can camp for another five or six weeks pretty easy in chapter five. But um, we'll we'll continue on. But today I'm excited as we as we journey in more into the Gospel of John chapter five. Before I read it, though, uh, John wrote this gospel with a purpose. And I ask this question every, every time, why did John write the gospel of John? And he gives us the answer. We don't have to guess at it. John chapter 20, verse 31. But these things are written so that you may believe that Jesus is Christ, the Son of God, and that believing, that believing, you'll have life in His name. I love that scripture. I just love it. It just, just draws so much to, to why John wrote this. But more than that, about who our Jesus is and what it means to have life in Him. So we'll, we'll be reading John chapter 5, verse 31 through 47. But let's pray first. Father God, I thank You for this morning. I thank You for Your Word. I thank You for the Gospel of John that we can draw from and learn from and, and grow and gain in You. Lord, I pray this morning that it be your words. I just pray this morning that I 
Let me step out of the way and let you work, God. Lord, I pray that our hearts are right to listen to your word, to your teaching. And I pray that uh, we see you, that our eyes open to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. John chapter 5, verse 31 through 47. If I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. There is another who bears witness of me, and I know that the witness which he witnesses of me is true. You have sent to John, and he has borne witness to the truth, yet I do not receive testimony from man. But I say these things that you may be saved. He was the burning and shining lamp, and you were willing for a time to rejoice in his life. But I have a greater witness than John's for the works which the Father has given me to finish. The very works that I do bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. And the Father himself who sent me has testified of me. You have neither heard his voice at any time nor seen his form. But you do not have his word abiding in you because whom he sent, him you do not believe. You search the Scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. And these are they which testify of me. But you are not willing to come to me, that you may have life. I do not receive honor from men, but I know you, that you do not have the love of God in you. I have come in my Father's name, and you do not receive me. If another comes in his own name, him you will receive. How can you believe who receives honor from one another and, not, and do not seek the honor that comes from the only God? Do not think that I shall accuse you to the Father. There is one who accuses you, Moses, in whom you trust. For if you believed Moses, you would believe me. For he wrote about me, but if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? God's Word in it is good. So much depth to it. So much depth to it. And, and, and we can break this down in many different ways. One of the ways being that, that, that Jesus lays out the various witnesses for Him. The, the, the witnesses for His deity. He, he gives us the, the witness of John the Baptist. He gives us the witness of His works. Witness of the Father. The witness of the Old Testament Scriptures. Jesus was saying, I do not come as my own witness. Because if I did, it wouldn't be good. My witness is not true, is what he's saying. But I want to prove to you that I have all these other witnesses that are saying who I am. Because with one witness in God's law, it doesn't hold up, right? In, the, in, the, in God's decree, it says that you have two or three to stand trial as witnesses so that it will be a final judgment. Jesus is laying out those witnesses for his deity. But that's not my point this morning. That's not where I'm going. I, I preached on that before when, when uh, we were in the I Am series. Uh, but that's not where I'm going. There's a verse that just jumped off the page of me in this set of scriptures. And maybe it was because of life experience that I was dealing with this week that I had a verse just, just hand on. And, uh, you see, the Jews 
that Jesus was talking to were full of anger. That they were full of hatred. That they, they, they were so angry that they wanted to kill Jesus. They were so full of anger that they wanted to at least beat Him. They wanted to make Him look like a fool. They wanted to make Him a liar. They wanted to prove that He was wrong. I bet that most of us in this room can maybe relate to that just a little bit. I bet that most of us in this room can, can relate or maybe understand what it's like to have anger poured out on us. I bet most of us can understand what it's like to be hated. I bet that most of us in this room can understand what it's like to, to feel like somebody's trying to make us look like a fool or a liar. I, uh, I want to share a personal story with you this morning. And I share it with you because you are my family. And um, I trust it. And uh, when I was five, my mother made the choice to leave my father and leave us three boys. Uh, I have little video clips in my mind of the years that followed. Maybe some still pictures, some videos. And, and I don't know if I'm weird like that or if everybody has that in their minds, these little video clips, these little pictures from childhood, but I have these in my head. The problem is, is that most of my videos are not the greatest. Most of the videos in my mind that I play sometimes or I try to push away but come back often out of, of my mother proving to me that other things were more important than I was. Uh, fast forward a few years or several years we'll say and, and uh, I have not been perfect at all in this relationship with my mother I will absolutely admit that but it's been difficult when I become the wrath of her anger and that anger spews out towards me and I then usually have to sever the relationship. And it's been cyclical. We'll try to make it work, and then it just comes back. Uh, three years ago, uh, my wife and I were the wrath of her anger. And so from that point, uh, we, we severed the relationship. And, and I, I tried like mad to be Christ-like in that. Just protecting my family. Uh, and a couple days ago, it happened again. And this verse just jumped out. And it may not make sense when I first read it, but as we work through it, I hope that it does. It's verse 34. Verse 34. It jumped off the page at me because it absolutely shows who Jesus is and what he's about. And he says this, But the testimony which I received is not from man, it's from God. He is God. It is from God. But right here, this is what jumped out. But I say these things so that you may be saved. 
I say these things so that you may be saved. Guys, I want you to get this. I want you to, to hear what Jesus is doing. The anger that is being poured out on Jesus is tremendous. And he just pours out his love in return. He just poured out his love on these Jews in return. All I can say is, Jesus, I want to be more like you. I want to be more like you. He was pouring out his love and saying to them, he, he, he was saying, it's not what you think. It's not what you think. You listen to John and he was just a man. And here I am. I'm the Christ. I'm the Son of God. And I'm here to tell you these things so that you may be saved. I want you to hear me. So that you may have life. True life in me. You see, Jesus knew their hearts. He, he, he knew that they were full of hatred and anger. Yeah, you love them. He, he, he loved them so much that He wanted them saved. He, he wanted to save them. He, he, he loved them so much that He wanted them to be with Him for all eternity. So that they could have life with Him. I mean, think about this. It's so hard to love when you feel hated. Amen. It's hard to love when you, you feel hated. It's so hard to forgive when you feel hated. It's hard to, to love when you feel like you're the wrath of someone's anger. But listen to me this morning. When, when Jesus had all that being done, He just poured out His love. He, he poured out His love. Even when He was being crucified on the cross by these same people, they were hanging Him on a cross, and He said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. I want you to hear this this morning. If you take one thing away from this morning, I want it to be this right here. We cannot take our human relationships and make them our Jesus. We cannot take our life experience with, with people that we love or that, that we're supposed to love or I'll even say that's supposed to love us and make that our Jesus. That's not who He is. That's not who He is. People that we're supposed to love, but yet so horribly wrong us. We can't make that the image of our God in our head. We cannot let that image that we have in our head of God be tainted by our personal relationships on this earth. Because listen, every time we wrong Jesus, He forgives us. Every time we fall short of the glory of God, He forgives us. He pours out His love and He pours out His grace and He pours out even more love because that's who He is. If you read 1 John 4, it just talks about that God is love. That's who our God is. Jesus is love. God is love. 
And Jesus is saying, I want you to read my word. I want you to read my word because I say these things so that you may be saved. Because he loves you. I mean, look at how he treats these Jews that were so angry they could kill him. I don't know about you guys. I, but to think about so much anger in you that you want to kill someone. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but have you ever been there? Have you ever been to that point where you were, you were so angry that you actually wanted to take somebody's life? That's pretty, that's pretty dark. And Jesus knew that they were there. He knew their heart. He knew what, that, what was on their heart and on their mind. He, he knew that what, what they were thinking, their thoughts. He, he knew what they were doing, but yet he still poured out his love. He spoke at great lengths with them. He, 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 Jesus could have shaken the dust off his feet and walked on, couldn't he? He could have said, you know what, you just... You're just not getting it. And I'm wasting my time here. But he did. He continued to speak to them at great lengths, trying to help them see the light. See that he is the Christ, the Son of God. Man, Jesus, I want to be more like you. I want to love like you. I want to forgive like you. When Casey was in kindergarten, uh, we were just talking about this story the other night. Um, when Casey was in kindergarten, she got choked out by a little kid. Uh, I mean, like, grabbed her around the neck and choked her out. Uh, I didn't want to be Christ-like. I'll just, I'll just lay that out right now. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to go and let a little kid know uh, what life was all about about that point. But Casey came home and she told us about it. And uh, she could have been angry. She could have been so on fire. She could have whacked the kid in the mouth. She could all these things, but she didn't. She came home and, and told us about it. And then without any prompting from us, prayed for that kid. I got to see Jesus in the little girl. That's who I want to be. Not full of hatred and anger because I was the wrath of somebody's hatred and anger. But I want to pour out love and forgiveness. And, and, and even in all that anger, I want people to see Jesus. I want them to come to Jesus. I want them to see that they can have true life in Him. Even if they hate me with all they have. Because 1 John 4.12 says, No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us. And His love is perfected in us. Listen, and His love is perfected in us. That is good. My love's not perfect. It's far, far from perfect. 
But his love, it is perfected in us. That is good. I pray for my mom. I pray for my heart to forgive her. And most days I get there. But some days I don't. But one thing I do not do. One thing I do not do is allow my earthly relationships to determine my relationship with Jesus. I don't let my earthly relationship determine how much Jesus loves me. Listen to me this morning. If you have allowed your earthly relationships to determine how Jesus loves you, I want you to lay that down this morning. I want you to lay it down because it's not true. I want you to lay it down and, and put it to the side and kick the devil in the teeth and say, that's not my Jesus. That's another person in the flesh. If that is how you have determined Jesus' love for you, I want you to get rid of it because it's not true. He loves you so much, so much, that He will continue to fight for you. He, he loves you so much that He laid His life down for you. You see, my point is, is that Jesus does not just speak words of love and then tell you to go do it. No. He shows His love. He shows His love over and over again, even when it's hard. He shows us how to love. He shows us how to forgive. Even when it's the hardest thing to do. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son. So that whosoever, listen to me, so whosoever, that's anybody who believes in Him, will have eternal life. That's how much He loves you. Because He came and died for the ones who hate Him. Because he loves them too. There's another part of this teaching that Jesus gives, and I think it's really important to talk about. And that's that people are fast to follow man. We as a society are fast to follow man. Jesus was saying, you followed John, John the Baptist and he was just a man. You listened to everything he said and you followed him and he was just a man. I think that's easily said for our society today. We're so fast to follow man. Now, I'll say this now and I'll say it again in a minute, but by in no means am I saying that John the Baptist was was preaching something that wasn't truth. He was absolutely preaching truth. And they believed him. But in our society today, there is a lot of preaching that is not of truth, but yet it is flocked to. The health, wealth, and prosperity gospel, man, it will explode a church. It will grow like man. And then usually it falls apart. But people flock to it because they, they love what they hear. 
It tickles their ear. They, they love it, and so they come to it. But yet, when everything starts happening in their life, when people are told that are inside these church walls, that, that they, they're not healed because they have too much sin in their life. Or that you're going to continue to have miscarriages because of the sin that you had before you got married. Or you're not prospering because you don't have enough faith. The church fails. Because that's not what God says. That's not what God's word anywhere. And so the church fails. Again, don't get me wrong. John was absolutely preaching truth in this. He, he, he was preaching that the Christ is coming. He was, he was preparing for the Son of God. And then Jesus comes. They don't believe Him. Jesus comes and says, I am. And they want to kill Him. Jesus says, I am the Christ. And they fill up with hatred and anger. See, Jesus lays it out in verse 43. Verse 43 says, I have come in my Father's name, and you do not receive me. If another comes in his own name, him you will receive. The sad truth is, is that our opinions and our teachings are generally greatly affected by what we want to do. By what we want to believe. This is why I believe that there's so many different interpretations of the word. Each wants it to fit their ideals. Each wants it to, to fit their life, their way of life. I believe that's why we're so fast to follow a man. Look at the following of a, of a preacher today who I do not believe preaches God's Word but says, I will teach you how to get the greatest life today. Let me tell you what, this life is not the greatest life. The greatest life we will ever find will be in heaven. In heaven. Not today. But people flock to they seek it out because they like the sound of it. But Jesus came to them and said it's different. This is not the case with Jesus, right? He was, he was lovingly saying He was lovingly saying to these Jews and laying it out to them that I am the way. I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. And he was trying to get them to see that. And all they could do was fill up in it with anger instead. And Jesus was not coming down. He, he wasn't being harsh with them. He was just speaking truth to them, saying, you've been told about me. You've had godly men tell you all about me, and now I'm here. And in this short set of Scriptures, he tells them three times, that life is in Him. That life is only through Him. I love, I love that my Savior did not just speak words and then ask us to follow. But He lived. He showed love even when it was hard. He spoke truth even he, he spoke truth in love even when it was hard. 
He forgave and He continues to forgive. Even when we think it's hard. Listen to me this morning. This, this life will throw everything at you. This life will try to derail us from our journey with God, from our relationship with God. We will face trials of many kinds. Loved ones will hurt us. Loved ones will, will tear us down. People will try to lead us astray. We may even be like the Jews and struggle with finding the truth. But one thing we can count on. One thing we can count on, and that is that Jesus will never stop loving you. No matter what anybody ever tells you, no matter what anybody ever does to you, Jesus will never stop loving you. He will, he will never stop fighting for you to come to Him. He will continue to say, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And we can camp on that, Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. I'll also quote James 1, 2, because I think it goes right with this. Brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. We're going to face them. We're going to have them. But I want you to hear me this morning. I want you to hear the teaching that is being poured out by Jesus. In all of this, he's saying, I love you. I love you. And I want you to know that I am the way, the truth, and the life. And you will find everlasting life in me. Jesus is the way. And if you are not walking with Christ, but it's on your heart, it's on your mind, I just want to tell you today is the day. Today's the day to completely lay down your life and say, Jesus, you are my Savior. You are my King. You are the way, the truth, and the life. Because this world will disappoint you. There's no way around it. But Jesus never will. Because the greatest thing is, is that when we come to Christ, He says, I will fill you with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And that Holy Spirit will help you in this journey. That Holy Spirit will lift you up when you're down. The Holy Spirit will, will give you the knowledge and wisdom that you need to battle, to run your race. The Holy Spirit will give you the joy when you can't find it. So today, if you don't have Jesus as your King, today's the day to accept Him as Lord. To speak with your mouth, Jesus, Lord, and believe in your heart. And God raised him from the dead and says, You will be saved. I'm going to invite the music team to come up. And I just want to encourage you this morning that if you need prayers, if you face some relationships in your life that, that have skewed your picture of who our God is, I want to pray with you. The elders want to pray with you. If you need those prayers, I want to invite you to come to the front and pray with us. If you're accepting Jesus for the first time, I want you to come to the front and pray with us. If you need any prayers at all, please come to the front and pray with me. Pray with the elders. I'm going to invite the elders to come up too. Come pray with us. Let's go to Him. Father God, I thank You so much for Your Word. I thank You for Your love. 
I thank you that you fight for us. I, I thank you that, that even when we have hate and anger in our heart, you love us. You'll help us get rid of it. You'll help us lay it down. God, thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you for dying for me and for every person here and saving us. Because there's no way we can do it on our own. But you lay down your life so that we can have eternal life with you and, and you give us your word. It says, I give you all this. I give you all the all my teachings so that you will know that I am the Christ, the Son of God. And that we will have life in your name. Thank you for that. And I pray right now that if anybody, anybody does not confess you as Lord, that they do it right now. That they open up their heart to you and just, just come to you. God, I pray this morning for anybody that's struggling in a relationship. It's battling. And it's affecting the picture of you. I, I, I want to lift them up to you right now, Lord. I want to pray for them. I, I, I want to encourage them to just focus on you and who you truly are. God, thank you for this morning. Thank you for your love. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you need prayers, come forward. Stand and sing with us.